to a new RFM. It is Thursday Finance. It's Stephen Pritchard. Welcome back. Lovely to have a, a bit more chat about finance Welcome at back, the moment. Jane. I think oh. the last time we were here was the 19th of March. Yes, it was a while. A yeah. while ago. Yep, Seems like and we're back ago, and we're raring back. to go, and so is the world of finance. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, it's raring. I don't know it's going. <laughs> yes, it's certainly been a bit of a change for our economic situation, hasn't it? Ah, uh, big change there, big change in, in, in lots of things, you know. Mm. Even even coming into the studio here, it's a big Definitely. It's a change. And going to work. Going as, to work. Uh, work seems to work. Slowly getting back to normal. Normal, as in normal or the new normal, the old normal? Uh, the old normal. It's slowly getting back to the old normal, I think. You know, it's restrictions on how many people we can have in the... In rooms, yeah. Which rooms, which is a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and people have got to make sure they wash their hands when they come in and yeah, all got that. some on the front desk doing that. But other than that, it's getting back to normal. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's good. Okay. All good. And meanwhile, the economy, the world of what is happening as far as um, our um, markets and our markets. commodities. Um, so we'll talk about everything. commodities in markets. So mm-hmm. the, the gold price, as to be expected, is, is, is rising. So it's $2,500 an ounce last night, which was up $40.26 an ounce. So it's the kind of refuge, isn't it? Gold's always seen as a safe haven in times yep. of uncertainty. And, yep. you know, although the equity market's been going up strongly. Uh, and the Crude oil price was was down a dollar eighteen a barrel, to, so we're down to fifty eight dollars ninety five, mm-hmm. um, and the crude oil price is um, you know the opposite side of gold, I suppose. There's demand for for, for oil's fallen, you know, not the least because the airlines aren't flying, which are big consumers of oil, mm-hmm. um, um, and, and less economic t- activity. So uh, at one stage, the the price of oil went into um, negative because the storage costs were were more than the oil was worth, so people couldn't get rid of it. That is interesting. Yeah, isn't it? And the currencies, um, the Australian dollar, um, we we were up, um, we we're up to sixty-eight point seven seven US US cents. So that that's we went down a few weeks ago um, to almost a ten-year low or something, and now we we've slowly climbed back up. So it's sixty-eight point seven seven. Um, the Great British Pound, we're fifty-four point eight. Mm-hmm. Pence, yes, and the euro we're sixty one point one eight euro cents. So generally, the Australian currency has started to strengthen, and I think that's probably because we're seen as um, we're seen as one of the economies that is going to recover first. I mean, there was an article in the Financial Review that said uh, Australia's going to lead the world in recovery, oh. <laughs> um, and, and that that's probably because that um, you know the the, the the virus thing isn't having the is going away, hopefully, and not going to come mm. back. Mm. Well, uh, and we yes. haven't had all the deaths and the ongoing deaths like they've got in the mm-hmm. the US, and unfortunately in the UK. Yes, that's so right. Because all of Latin those, America now, a lot of the other major Western economies have been hard hit by the harder hit by the virus. Well, they've had the virus problem and the economy problem. We've really yes. only had the the economy problem, and, yes. and yeah. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Yeah, one's better than two. We'll get back yeah. to talking about that. In yes. Um, the All Ordinaries, I mean, the, the market seems to be recovering remarkably. I mean, it was up 29.6 points yesterday to 6,109. Um, the S&P 500 was up 
points to 3,113, and the UK index was up by 176 points to 6,253. So the world equity markets, there seems to be this bit of a disconnect at the moment. The world equity markets are going mm-hmm. up and up, and the economy is just, you know... Sitting around. Or going mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Um, some stocks that uh, local investors like are uh, $36.02 for BHP, which was down uh, $0.74 cents yesterday. Uh, CBA was up $1.15 to $69.59. Um, NIB was up $0.35 cents to $4.85. And Telstra was $0.01 cent up to $3.23. So on the whole, the, the local shareholders are happy. Uh, the unleaded fuel price, of course, the fuel prices have come down. Um, $1.11 in Newcastle yesterday, mm. $1.23 in Sydney yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but not many people are going to Sydney from here, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the diesel price, $1.18 in Newcastle and $1.15 in Sydney. Yes, and of course, fuel prices were down a lot more. Yes. They're on the way up again as we're all using a bit more oil in our cars at the moment. Yeah, it was surprising. I mean, I was thinking back, I think, I, I, I think during March and April and May, I probably lucky to you drive 200 k's the car was just sitting there that's know? exactly right it was quite nice to get out on the road without the traffic well that's uh by the by comment we will take a look at our market we'll have our market update in just a moment with henry jennings thursday finance on two and rfm time for our market update now with uh henry jennings joining us from marcus today and over to you stephen pritchard henry even. It's been a while. Yeah, we're just saying the 19th of March and we all just disappeared one day. That's right, that's right. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good, safe. Good, surviving? Surviving, yeah, I'm surviving. Um, and how are you? I've been seeing you on somewhere on television, I think, somewhere. Um, yeah, and I think things have been pretty good, I have to say. it's um, It's been a good time for us. We managed to call the bottom of the market, which, is, um, which has been good. So um, we've been riding it all the way since. Yeah, so there's been lots of market volatility due to COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. And so the big questions everyone's kind of asking is, is there going to be a second bottom? Is there going to be a second wave of selling? Um, I've got to say, when you look around the market, it's very hard to see a catalyst for that second wave of selling. Um, I don't know about a second wave of the virus. I'm not even sure... Uh, we had much of a first wave in Australia. We did very well in closing it down. The U.S. still seems to be going through its first wave. But as mm-hmm. far as the market's concerned, all that leverage and that kind of pent-up pressure that we saw released in March when the index just cratered, it doesn't seem to be there at the moment. Um, I think, um, you know, we've got uh, results season coming up, of course, in August, which is where uh, the rubber hits the road, as it were, and we're going to see how what has happened in reality to corporates around Australia. I'd imagine that they're going to be very cautious still, especially as um, the Scotty stimulus runs out in September in theory. So there's going to be some caution around those statements in August, and we are going to see the true sort of devastation in the corporate landscape. But a lot of it will be backward-looking, and a lot of companies will, um, I think, take the trash out to some extent with, uh, with the coronavirus and use it as a cover um, to maybe... Uh, change some of their business practices, perhaps, and, and get down costs and all sorts of things they were probably contemplating doing before uh, the pandemic hit, but have actually now um, been forced to do it. It's been interesting, hasn't it? I, I guess, you know, in times of uh, global upheaval, and we saw this in 
previous um, you know conflicts, uh, real conflicts, war, etc. That the pace of technology um, accelerates during these times of mm-hmm. serious mm-hmm. crisis, mm-hmm. Um, and then you come out the other side and suddenly you've got all these new toys to play with. Um, you know, and we've we've all embraced Zoom and Skype meetings mm-hmm. and gone online and. You even see in the results of some of these old sort of fuddy-duddy companies, even things like Temple and Webster, which you know sells furniture online, have been going gangbusters. Shaver Group as well, Shaver Shop Group, and so um, and Kogan, of course, has been a, a massive success. Mm-hmm. So I think the whole digital transformation has been really accelerated during this time, and I think a lot of consumers have suddenly worked out that hey, it's quite convenient to have stuff delivered to your desk every day or whenever you want as opposed to uh, going out into the wide world, which is um, full of dangers. <laughs> at the moment, yes. At the moment, uh, and actually buying stuff. So it's, it's, I guess it's been interesting. There's certainly been some, some big winners and some big losers out of this, but I just can't, I can't think what the catalyst will be for another massive sell-off. I suspect we'll probably see a, a drift more than anything as it just takes longer to, uh, to get through this and adjust to the new normal than uh, maybe the market has anticipated because we have got very um, very high on hope at the moment. Mm. Very high. So do we know when... Did Westpac and ANZ ever give a date to determine when their dividend was deferred to, or is that...? I think, I think they're re-evaluating in August, is okay. the answer. Okay. Uh, I think that's what they said around the time. Of course, Westpac have got the um, sort of Damocles hanging over their head in terms of the Oztrack uh, investigation, so um, there, there is some, uh, some, some of that to come and some of that to play out. I think Westpac have uh, you know, said we'll pay you 900 million, and Oztrack have said we want 1.5. And as with usual with these inv- you know, kind of uh, discussions, somewhere in the middle, hopefully they will meet, and the market will be able to put that behind it and move on uh, to the next big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, a lot of companies have you know, raised a lot of money. I mean, one day there's all these share purchase plans coming in. Our clients mm. were running out of money. Well, yeah, the, I, yeah, the, share, the, the whole thing, the, the recapitalization trades have been really good for institutions, really bad for retail. Mm-hmm. The, problem, but the problem has been that, um, you know, if, unfortunately, if you see $100 lying on the ground and no one's around to claim it, you're pretty quite keen to jump on it. But unfortunately, there's other people jumping on it as well, and this is the problem with these share purchase plans, is that they have been staggeringly popular with retail investors um, because they have been free money in some cases because the, by the time the uh, issue's done for the, uh, the placement for the institutions, the, the world has moved on, it's rallied, and the share purchase plan is now 20% below the current share price, so they're pretty attractive. Which, which means that you, you apply for a lot, you get scaled back massively, yep. you have your money tied up for a long time at risk in case something happens, you'll get stuffed with it completely, um, and it means that you've run out of money. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't, if you're a multiple, if you've got 10 stocks in your portfolio and you have eight purchase, uh, purchase plans, how do you know which one you should be going for? You go for the first two or three, maybe, yep. and then you run out, then mm-hmm. you've you missed out. So... It's, it's been, unfortunately, SPPs and capital raisings, they're conducted at breakneck speed, especially in times of crisis. There's been very few entitlement issues. They've been very much placements followed by an SPP, and the retail shareholders are getting screwed, mm-hmm. unfortunately. It's been, it's been tough for them. Um, free money is not always... Uh, it comes at a cost. Not always free for everyone. Cost. 
Yeah, it comes at an opportunity cost, I guess. Thursday, finance Stephen Pritchard. We are getting our market update with Henry Jennings today. Yeah, so um, there's a list of other potential SPPs coming up too. Every man and his dog's looking to raise capital. Um, yes, well, I guess as with all these things, there's a first wave and a second wave. Um, and we've had um, the first wave, I, I think the wave actually kicked off with um, with uh, Cochlear yeah, from, yeah. From, uh, from memory. They were the first out of the game. They actually did a good job with the shareholders because they increased their share purchase plan. So they kind of tried to look after people. After a lot of pressure. After a lot of pressure, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, NABS did the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good as well. But, um, yeah, there are a whole bunch of them out there at the moment that are conducting, and they do get spread out over a, a little period of time. The good ones also have um, the option of not just a fixed price, but they have a, a discount to yeah. the volume-weighted yeah. average price over, over a trading period, which is also a beneficial thing for, for retail investors. But generally, it's, it's still hard work to get hold of meaningful parcels, and we do seem to see a bit of a trend at the moment in terms of... Um, those pro rata, mm-hmm. um, those dreaded words pro rata. So if you've got a hundred bucks worth of shares and you apply for thirty thousand dollars worth, um, don't expect too much. You can't play that game anymore, Henry. You can't play the uh, the SPP arbitrage game. They, they've kind of got wise to that. There was a there was a good game many years ago when you could do that. Um, well, yeah, it was a bit more than you could, buy, you could buy them after they were announced. Yeah, 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 it was it was a great game. And what's been intriguing, I guess, is some companies have actually uh, been out there raising money, and it's only been uh, thirty or forty percent subscribed, and yet they've still scaled back people mm-hmm. instead of giving everyone what they wanted in full uh, to top up the coffers. Um, they've actually um, scaled them back as well. So it's 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 kind of this inequity, I guess, between retail and institutions, which does annoy some people. And I can I have to say it does. It does stick in my claw a little bit. I have to say, oh, I yes. get a bit, a bit upset about it. And then um, a couple of companies, Borrell's appointed a new chief executive. Yeah, I'm not even going to try it. No, no, it's name. too hard. He was from Adbry. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> but uh, Mike Kane is, uh, is, has been on the way out for some time. Of course, he, uh, he made that, uh, what he at the time, they decided was a company maker yes, acquisition uh, company in the disaster. US. Um, it's a company shaker more than a maker. And uh, although it has recovered a little bit uh, since, it got down to a dollar seventy odd in the in the, the Corona crash back in March. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doubled that now, and it, I've got to say, there's a lot of things that doubled from their lows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a new guy coming in. Mike Kane's on his way out. So um, the issue, I guess, for stocks that have new CEOs, of course, is they do tend to um, clear the decks. And they do make all those um, adjustments and uh, make sure that it looks as terrible as humanly possible or as accountantly possible for the uh, for the old guy. And then the new guy looks like a hero in two yes. years' time. And, and of yes. course, his, his options get priced at nice low prices, yes. et cetera, et cetera. So um, there, there's a bit of that that goes on in, in corporate land. And uh, I'm sure that we will see some, uh, some write-downs, some non-cash impairments, some some goodwill adjustments, or et cetera, et cetera, in the carrying value of underlying assets, especially in the US. And just to finish up, the, the talk is uh, uh, old Virgin Airlines shut up shop while we're away. Yeah. Yep. And now the private equity people are picking over the 
the carcass. And... Yeah, I just it, it, it's absolutely beyond me why anybody would want to look at this. It, it's for the last decade, it's not made any no. money, and that was before we had travel bans, restrictions, yeah. quarantines. Uh, why you would want to start well, effectively a new airline in Australia at the moment? is completely beyond me. Even in the good times, it didn't make any money. Mm -hmm. I, I guess the answer is that it will be a very different airline when it comes back, if it comes back, um, and it will be very much concentrated on core profitable routes like Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Melbourne, um, Sydney, Brisbane, those sorts of things. Yeah. Won't offer that diversity. It will be a very cut-down, slimmed-down, cut-price, um, bring-your-own-sandwiches kind of uh, thing. At, at the end of the day, the whole Virgin brand was, was built on this mystique of Richard Branson being a, an absolute uh, business guru. Um, but unfortunately, it, you know, he's, he's done extraordinarily well for, 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 Richard, for Richard Branson. But um, the, the name Virgin doesn't always mm. imply that the underlying business will, will uh, get the same level of success that he has achieved. So um, lots of people picking over the bones. But I guess it, uh, to me, it's a bit like um, you know three bald men fighting over a comb. <laughs> ah, well, I'm, I'm sure Branton's very happy to get it back up and running, provided they keep the name. I mean, he, he extracted 200 million royalties out of it. And yeah, well, that's, that's, that's always it's been yeah. a great branding exercise oh, yes. uh, for him. So um, yeah, I mean, it's okay. yeah, good, good luck to the new owners. That's what I say. Okay, well, we talk to you next week, hopefully, Henry. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Good Henry. Bye. Bye. Henry Jennings from Marcus today with our market update. Taking a look at the world of finance and all the things. There's been so many different things, Stephen Pritchard, that have come in with COVID. And, uh, yeah, I mean... So some just... of these are running off and some of them are still available. So I yep. thought we'd just um, go through some of these um, things. Opportunities. Yes, and, opportunities. Uh... Now, um, JobKeeper payments, um, so you can still register for that. So your business turnover has to be down 30% over the test period. And so basically how it works is basically once you register, once you meet that criteria, you've only got to meet it once you're in until the end of September, assuming it continues to run until the end of September. Yes. So, What would the test period well, be? Well, originally it was March. Then it originally, uh, uh, most of our clients didn't kind of meet March, but April the turnovers dropped dramatically. So most of our clients, looking at what happened in our firm, most of them relied upon the April um the April months. Figures, yeah. So you had to compare April this year with April last year. Right. Then there was a then there, there, then there was a um, the ATA brought out some alternate tests for businesses that hadn't started in mm -hmm. didn't have a full year or um, were fast growing businesses that the turnover had been going up dramatically. So it was up this year compared to last year, but it had actually fallen. So they're all worth going and having a look at because you can still register now for the for the rest of the the um, period. Um, now, the other thing that's worth having a look at is a lot of people seem to have missed, and I met someone the other day who, who wasn't actually a client, and I told her to go and have a look at this. They missed the fact that if they're self-employed, um, JobKeeper, there's special JobKeeper payments for self-employed people. So the turnover test applies and you're entitled to the same JobKeeper payment if your turnover has dropped the 30%. So there's, there's um, the self-employed people need to have a look at it. 
And there's also another category for people who use a family trust and don't take wages and get distributions from the family trust. There are other people that can actually have a look at it. Now, I think it's too late now to backdate to March, but you can still um, register for the rest of the period. So, so, so don't... Um, don't give up hope. <laughs> well, go and have a look at it and see if you qualify under some of the alternate tests or the test period. So you can actually use a quarter. So you can use the June quarter and compare it to the June quarter last year. Um, so as long as the test periods are comparable, you can... You, you, you can You're eligible. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that isn't well known, there is also a state government grant of $10,000. Now, I suspect the take-up on that wasn't as much as the state government thought because originally the close date for that was the 1st of... June, then it was extended to the fifteenth uh, of June, and now it's extended to the thirtieth of June. So you've still got a few days for that. So there's a state government grant mm-hmm. um, that's uh, available for ten thousand um, dollars for businesses. It's um, has to be applied to specific uh, expenses, and there's a list of those expenses that, but but businesses are going to meet that, um, and your turnover has to have fallen by seventy five percent. So I think you know. That's worth having a look at, um, even if you just have a quick look at that and you know, spend five where, minutes. Where do you to, find it? Uh, the state government. So I think it's Service Website. New South Wales. But yep. I just put in New South in Google, if anyone has a New South Wales. Um, state government grants. Yeah, grants. yeah, and it comes mm-hmm. up. Um, but that's not commonly known, that one, because okay. I don't think it's been promoted. And I suspect that um, last time I saw only half, that there was $750 million, and I think there was only about half of it applied for. Mm-hmm. So that's still available. And then yesterday, um, there's a new state government grant of $3,000. And and I don't have all the, the, the details because I only saw the brief headline, but, but that is to be used for um, reopening the business. So you're allowed to use that for advertising and marketing and staff training. Applications for that start on the 1st of July. Um, I'm not sure what the eligible criteria on that because I didn't have it on the media stuff that I got. So that that's probably worthwhile having a few minutes and tracking that down. It's probably on Service New South Wales website again and, and, and see if you're eligible for that um, $3,000. Mm. Yeah. Now, a lot of people have perhaps thought about dipping into their superannuation as was allowed. Well, that's still that's allowed. Still, now, yes. um, you, 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 you've got to, there's various criteria you've got to meet um, and you have to make the application on your MyGov um, portal with the ATO. Um, so um, so you, you, if you meet the criteria, you can take out up to $10,000 um, before June and then you can have another ten thousand dollars after June. That's, that's the end of the June. The end of June. Yes. Yeah, after June. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to, if you want to get, if you want to take advantage of the full twenty thousand dollars, you're going to need to get your application in in the next um, short period of time before the end of this yeah, month. Yeah, because you can't take twenty thousand dollars out after June. Mm-hmm. Right, so nice. so you need to you need to um, get yourself a bit organised there. And once I said I, I I haven't actually done one because people have to do it themselves on MyGov, but but mm. I don't think it'll be that hard. Mm. Now MyGov can take a bit of work to register because it wants um, you have to have your couple of pieces of identification and mm-hmm. put the passport and driver's license or whatever mm. numbers in Medicare number in there, and it red checks the Commonwealth database and. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah. To make sure you're to you. make sure you exist. Yes. <laughs> so anyhow, that so what happens? You apply with the on MyGov. MyGov, which goes to the ATO, the ATO determines whether you're eligible or not, then sends the instructions off to the superannuation fund. And it is Thursday Finance on 2NURFM. Stephen Pritchard, it so, is that time of year. Yeah, so we'll cover a few items of uh, end-of-year tax planning, um, so, which is a bit different this year. Um, for those who have um, some spare money, um, and they're still... I mean, apparently the savings rate went up dramatically during the... Um, this isolation because no one's out spending. I mean, there's some huge amount of money people are sitting on. Um, anyhow, so superannuation. Um, now, you can contribute provided you're meeting the contribution rules, which are a bit complex, but you, know, you need to check those first. You can get a tax deduction for up to $25,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and bear in mind that, that you don't have to do all that um, salary sacrifice anymore. Um, you can just put in um, your own personal contributions and get a tax deduction for up to 25000 on that on your personal tax return. Now, you have to be careful, though, is the tax deductible amount includes what your employer's put in. So if your employer's put in 10, you can only put in 15 to get a tax deduction. Right. right. So you just need to take a bit of care, but it's a lot easier to do than that. Now, that has to be in the fund and paid across in the fund prior and receipted by the fund, actually in the fund's bank account prior to the 30th of June. So um, it's no use um, sitting down at 7 o'clock of a night on the 30th of June and transferring in the funds bank account because it's not going to be there. won't go until next year. It won't go until mm. the next day, yeah. So, mm. yeah, mm. Might, might be a few days ahead if you want to do that and make sure you, you, you get advice on that. And also you need to notify the fund that the amount's deductible contribution so they can send you the right certificate to claim in your tax return. Okay. Um, businesses, of course, there's a $150,000 immediate write-off for, new, uh, for plant and equipment. Um, now, that has to be installed um, ready for use prior to the 30 June to get a tax deduction in the current year. Now, um, the government has extended that 150000 till next year as well, which wasn't unexpected. Now, there has been a few people... Um, now, one thing to watch here... Yes, good. I want to go out and buy that new Mercedes. It's $140,000. i will get a tax deduction for that. No, you won't because the um, depreciation cost limit still applies on luxury vehicles, which is around 57000 So you, you may, the maximum tax deduction you can get on cars subject to the luxury cost limit is, 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 is around $57,000. Um, you know, a new mm. truck or delivery van? Mm. Um, which is a genuine commercial vehicle is fine. You get a deduction for that, but not on a nice luxury car. Not a nice Mm. luxury Mercedes like you like. (laughs) Right. Okay. And one of the other things you need to look at um, is rebalancing your – we're running out of time here – is rebalancing your investment portfolios. Um, You know, putting all this money into uh, uh, share purchase plans, um, you need to go back and have a look at where you've done, um, what's happened with the market. Um, This was a – you know – the, the market was a good lesson on um, you need to diversify your portfolio of different asset classes and think about the tax considerations as well. Um, 
you know, have you got things that you've got a loss there and you've made some gains? You might want to think about selling those before the end of June if you don't want to unlock those those things. But so, once again, yeah. you know, have a look at that. It's all got to be done before, um, must be two weeks, less than two weeks. Yeah, it is less than two weeks, less isn't two it? Weeks, Twelve yeah. days if you take 18 away from 13. Twelve days, that's right. And some of those aren't business days. Yeah, so of probably, yeah, you've probably got a week of business days. And yeah, it's probably, yeah. um, by the time we come back, it's, uh, you're probably enough to do your investment portfolio, but that's probably it. Excellent. And that is Thursday Finance for today, getting us up to date with the world of finance at the moment. Thank you very much, Stephen Pritchard. Thanks, Jane. Good to be back. And we'll see you again next week after the midday news on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.